In today's show, I'm here to look back at the games from Monday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we are. Only four games on, but we are going to do a Watford today. We're going to go into some news. Um, so let's... Uh, Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. News. Ben Simmons, Shams Sharania, along with Sam Amick over at The Athletic, are reporting that Daryl Morey is not going to trade Ben Simmons this season, that the idea is that they might be looking to acquire James Harden, who is a free agent at the end of this season, and in order to fit him in, it would need to be a sign-and-trade with the Nets. Of course, Morey has history with James Harden in Houston. Um, and there is just way more deals that can get to get done in the offseason. If you have been holding Simmons for 15 weeks, congratulations to you. I don't know how you survived. Are you in actually a good spot in your standings? I honestly just don't think that it's going to go down. Sure, this could be subterfuge, and Maury's putting it out there that he's not trading him in order to get teams to up the ante. I'm just not sure it's going to happen. So I would, look, if you are sitting pretty, and you can afford and hold Simmons for the next week and a half, or two weeks, or whatever it is, until the trade deadline... Do it. I honestly just don't think that this is going to happen and he's not going to get dealt and we're going to be sitting here with the zero on our hands. And he's not playing for Philadelphia. Let's get that clear. Larry Markkinen. Um, we don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. I would be looking at ruling him out for the rest of this week with that ankle problem. That boosts the value of someone like Dean Wade for deeper leagues. But we don't have a full update on Larry, unfortunately. But the good news is, is Anthony Davis is returning. He's probable for tomorrow. In other news for the Lakers, LeBron James is not on the injury report. So the LeBron James IL Plus uh, thievery, fraud, whatever it was that was going on, obviously not fraud because it's been in the rules, but that bullshit of being listed. He is not listed anymore on the injury report, but Davis is returning. Bit of a worry about Clay Thompson, I think. Yesterday he was out with soreness in the knee, then did not practice today and is officially questionable for tomorrow. This, again, we, we know he missed 900 days with knee issues, with Achilles issues. Um, he was going to be limited in minutes. He was going to sit games. He was going to have efficiency issues. All of that has come to pass, and now he's got knee soreness. Yeah. It's really, really tough to have Clay Thompson and be a winning 12-team roster, I think, personally. Jeremy Grant was with the G League. He's been recalled from the G League, so he's obviously out of health and safety protocols. Uh, I think a return this week, probably later this week, is coming. Don't rule out a return tomorrow for Jez. I don't think it's going to happen. But don't rule it out. There is a chance that Jeremy Grant is going to be back this week. So, of course, you put the pin in Hamadou Diallo weeks ago. Surely. Hopefully. Did you drop him? Hopefully you did. Um, but he's cooked. That'll cook Trey Lyles as well. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Isaiah Stewart. I think it'll cook him even further, especially when Kelly Olenek returns. Because they will play a little bit of Grant at center. But uh, Grant Olenek combinations will, I think, play a fairly decent role for this Pistons team. Of course, it does also decrease um, Sadiq Bey's value who we saw Bay 
Big numbers when everyone was out. Players coming back, value drops. Grant coming back is going to impact him again. And it probably does have an impact on Cade, unfortunately, that he will lose some shots to Jeremy Grant, proving that he is a number one guy. And yeah, with the biggest asterisk of all time, they're saying on a terrible team. Yes, he can be a number one guy on a terrible team. And to be fair, he shouldn't even be the number one guy on this terrible team. But he thinks he is, and uh, more power to him. Let's do a Watfo. This one comes from Renan Guedes. Guedes? I hope I pronounced that correctly. Apologies if I haven't. He says, what are the odds that De'Aaron Fox finishes in the top 50 this year? 10%. He would need an absolute barnstorming finish to be a top 50 player this season, Foxy. He has been one of the most, most, most disappointing disappointments. That's horrible English. He's been shitful. We know that. He's been really bad. Um, but in saying that, I put 10% up and now I'm looking at it and I'm going, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that 10% is right. Because he is the 59th ranked player this season, Darren Fox. Although, now I'm just going to check my numbers. No, that's wrong. Completely wrong, Josh. You're lying to yourself. I knew I was off on that. I knew that that wasn't, I knew I wasn't that dumb. Darren Fox is the 89th ranked player this season. That makes a lot more sense. I think, look, to be top 50 rest of season, we're halfway through. Needs to be a top 30 player rest of the way. Given that he's shooting some of the worst shooting numbers you'll ever see, um, I really don't think that's possible. 10% Darren Fox finishing in the top 50 this season. Let's look at the top fantasy ads over the last 24 hours. Biombo up 34%. Aiton's out. He's been playing well. Makes sense. Nerland's Noel up 27%. Mitchell Robinson's out. So Noel's a stream option. Jeremy Lamb up 22%. Well, with the return of Karis Levert, um, Lamb's value is dropped a little bit, and you, uh, you're going to see him dropped in a lot of leagues. PJ Washington, last two games have been really good. I don't mind a flyer on it. I don't really buy it long term. Otto Porter up 10%. Good ad. Tory Craig, yeah, that's a streamer for today, but he's not a great fantasy guy. DeAnthony Melton, yeah, look, let's go. Let's see what happens. Um, Justin Holiday, good ad for today. Duncan Robinson, playing well. Yeah, I don't really buy it as a must roster 12. And same as Nasir Little, who is up 7% at the moment. Your top drops in 12-team leagues. Amir Coffey, the Farmers Union, down 25%. Drop him in 12 is no problem. Okongwu down 20. Capella's back. Okongwu can go. John Kaminga down 15. Yeah, get him out of here. Shouldn't be rostered. Jay Crowder down 14. Now, Jay Crowder is our day-to-day with a wrist issue. Campaign's out for at least two weeks. Um, Crowder, yeah, look, he's, he's not a 12-team league guy, so move on. Precious Achua, the big sneeze. <laughs> yep, I don't know why you had him. Alex Caruso, yes, clear drop. Max Struess, yeah, get that. Um, I know we've been playing well. It's just too crowded. They're on the wing. Um, Brandon Clark down nine. I think that's pretty hasty. Hamadou Diallo down 8%. Yes, clear drop. And Grayson Allen down 8%. Yes, a very, very clear drop. Um, Price Picks, though. I've got to tell you about it because you're going to love it. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I've got a great deal for you guys. It's a Price Picks exclusive for locked on listeners. You get 50 bucks for free. How's that sound? If a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use our code, which is NBA. That's an exclusive code for Locked On listeners, NBA. PricePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. You pick two to five players and get an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times your entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers, whether it's points or assists or steals or blocks or threes or even fantasy points. Just go over-under and win. Simple as that. It also allows mixed sport entries. So go to PricePix.com and go to your app store and download the app, and all users that deposit... And use our promo code NBA. We'll get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA 
will get 50 bucks free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Your first listen is always going to be locked on fantasy basketball. I know that, and I thank you for that. But on trade deadline day, why don't you make your second listen locked on NBA? Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. is the trade deadline. So from 2 p.m. through to 4 p.m., we are going to be doing a live trade deadline show. So join Kim Becker, John Corrales, NBA veteran Antonio Daniels, and egomaniacal wanker Josh Lloyd for all of the coverage and analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when we go live. Okay, should we do it? Should we look at the games? Yeah, let's do it. First game, Knicks, Cavs. Tom Thibodeau remains a trash coach. 93-95, they lose to Cleveland. Um, let's talk about the Knicks. The rotation continues to make no sense at all. Kemba Walker went back starting and played 20 minutes, had eight points. Yvonne Fournier played 21 minutes. The stubbornness of these two guys starting every game that they play is ridiculous. Kemba can't come off the bench, apparently. Is he just going to go back out of the rotation? I don't think there's any point in holding on to Kemba Walker in 12-team leagues if there's going to be knee soreness and games missed, if there's going to be minutes reduction, and there's going to be wonky performances. Hello. Nah, not hello. Fuck off. See you later. Dropped. Uh, Ivan Fournier, not a must-roster player, the disease scrotum. You can have him, but you don't have to. And then, uh, who else was in here? Quentin Grimes, 24 minutes. Ah, that's cool. 12 points, four threes, but I can't trust that. I also can't trust the fact that Emmanuel quickly plays six minutes in the first three quarters and then plays the entire fourth quarter. He didn't play exactly six minutes, but he wasn't too far off. He just barely plays and then closes the game. He, of course, had three points on 10% shooting, and I just don't know where they go or how they fit this shit in. Quickly's only a deeper league guy. Alec Burks. Played 18 minutes only, coming off the bench. Alec Berg. Look, when Kemba's out, we stream Burks in and we use him. He had zero points on 0-4 shooting. By the way, Cam Reddish, not in the rotation. Remember my issue with him when he was traded? Where do you find the minutes in the rotation when a rotation player wasn't moved out? It's not there. And people will go, oh man, Tibbs is terrible. He's not a good coach. But Cam Reddish is not that good. He's not a guy where you go, fuck, we've just got to create 30 minutes for him. He's awesome. He's not. He's not that good. He has never been that good. He has never once shown he's been that good in the NBA or even in college. He's a solid guy with a bit of upside, but he is not that good. Now, I think they should be trying to find some minutes for him at some point. But him getting 27 a night to be a 12-team league guy just seemed it seemed pretty tough to understand how that was going to happen. And I guess what we looked at is, is the fact that the Hawks were like, yeah, we we're happy to help Cam out yeah, so he could go to a place where he could play more. And you would assume that if he was going to a place where he could play more, that there would have been discussions between Cam and the Knicks saying, are you going to play more? Yeah, we will. I, I don't get it. The double Royal Julius Randle. Terrible percentages. 18-7-4 and four on 35-67. and 67. They're shithouse. And he's been dreadful with those numbers all season. But some nice counting stats. And Rowan Barrett just was bad on your free throws. 50% there, but nice from the field goal uh, situation. 56% there. 24-5-4 with two steals. He is a little bit of a sell high, I think. He's done this before. He's had these little really good stretches and then falls way off. And, you know, nothing falls from the field, from the line. Um, minutes drop back down. It's just very hard to have any level of confidence in a Tom Thibodeau rotation. Um, unfortunately, that's just the, the way it is. For the Cavs, they were without... Larry Markin and Jared Allen. Allen was ill. Markin's out with that ankle injury. They started Dean Wade. 13 points, four threes, and three steals. The three steals, look, he defends okay on the perimeter. I don't get starting, again, a center at small forward. Why persist with that? But they're doing it, and they're winning. So, I don't know. Maybe I don't know as much as David Bickerstaff. I definitely don't. Um, 13 points with four threes in 35 minutes for Wadey. 
Yeah, that's fine for deeper leagues. Darius Garland had a rough shooting night, just 13 points on 19%. Sorry, on 19 shots, that's 32%. But another double-digit assist game, 12 assists with two steals, continues to be excellent. Rondo, I thought, played pretty well. Eight points with three assists. That's only still deeper league stuff. While Okoro, 14 and six, rough from the line. But a little bit of a spark there with Mark in and out. A, little, a few more shots for him. Um, just a watch. Maybe a 16-team ad, maybe a 14 grab, not for 12. Evan Mobley was disastrous from the line. Three of seven. But he had 15, 12, and five. Unfortunately, no defensive stats. And he's a little bit of a buy low at the moment, Mobley. 161st ranked player over the last two weeks. A large part of that is the fact that his, um, uh, that his free throws are just way off. Like, they are, yeah, they're just not there. Um, I, and I do expect them to come back to around that high 60s, low 70s mark. But they are just way off at the moment, his free throws. And we do hope that they can come back. Not much. Oh, Kevin Love, 24 minutes. Extra few minutes with Allen and Mark in and out. 20.6 triples, 11 rebounds. You absolutely roster him. There's a chance for him to put up some sell-high numbers at the moment. And that's it. And then the discman, Chetty Osman. He's, Jesus Christ. Zero points. He's gotten so much worse. He's terrible. Don't worry about him in 14-team leagues. Trash. Um, Dylan Windler played nine minutes and Ed Davis started for Allen, had two points in 17 minutes. So I don't know, I guess that's cool. But yeah, he's just not going to play most nights. You would, uh, I won't say you would guess because I think that's a fairly, uh, fairly easy assumption to make. BetOnline wants to issue a happy new betting year. Good for them. It's the number one spot, BetOnline, for all of your sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year with a new updated desktop and a new mobile site. So why don't you sign up today? Use the code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, let's go to the next one, the second game, the Pacers and the Pelicans. The Pelicans get the win. 117-113 for Indiana. Karis LeVert was back. He started, um, yeah, look, 32 minutes. 19, 6, and 8 is good. Unfortunately, he missed both of his free throws and shot 38%. And that is the Karis LeVert experience, really. He's going to get some rough shooting nights, but the counting stats will rack up. Chris Duarte only played 27 minutes with LeVert back. That's a little concerning. He still had 14, 4, and 3 a steal and a block, and he's a hold, but it's a bit concerning. Dwayne Washington went bananas. And I think part of the reason Duarte's minutes were down is because Washington went crazy. 21 points with seven triples. Most of his damage done in the second half. Seven threes, that's crazy. Like 58% shooting. He was fi- All of his shots were from three. Um, like It's a great line. It just is wholly unrealistic to expect A, him to play 23 minutes and B, him to take that many shots and C, for that many to go in. So I wouldn't overreact to this game at all from him. The dart. Gogo Badadze. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile? No, not the dart. Not the dart. Yeah, look, there was a little bit of a problem with the Gogomobile today. 22 minutes, 12, 5, and 3. Got into foul trouble. Valanciunas just got him into foul trouble. So the minutes were well down. I am absolutely holding him in 12-team leagues. The same thing happened to Isaiah Jackson, who played just 12 minutes and had five fouls. He had six and four with two blocks. Great shot blocker. Just not sure there's enough of a role for him to be anything more than a deep league streamer for now. So with both of those guys in extraordinarily uh, big foul trouble, O'Shea Brissett did start the second half and played 33 minutes. The two steals and two blocks for Brissett are nice. The six points is not so nice. And the nine boards. But it did take both Jackson and Badadze being in foul trouble 
for Brissett to push up. So I wouldn't look at this as a 12-team ad situation for Brissett. I know plenty of you are like chomping at the bit to go and grab him. I don't think this is it. Do it if you want. I just don't think it is. Holiday played 22 minutes. Stinker from him. Eight points. He'd been playing really well, but again, the emergence of what Washington did push Holiday's minutes down. I think this is just a weird game in terms of rotation. So if I did have Holiday, I would hold him. But again, if he is your worst player and you want to move someone, do it. Drop him. Get someone else in. That's how the worst player works. Devontae Graham. I've been telling you how bad he's been because he has been. 173rd ranked player over the last two weeks. 128th for the season. And then he went 25-3-6 with five triples and shot the ball well. When you get a good shooting off from Devontae Graham, man, that is just not happening that often. Josh the Hitman Hart went to the locker room with an ankle problem. Still somehow played 36 minutes. Had 22-10. and 10, A big game for him. While Jonas... Jonas? Ugh, gross. Jonas Balanchunas... Jonas Vasu Inuansas. 16-12-6. Only 30 minutes, though, for Valanciunas. He had a bit of his own foul trouble. And Alexander Walker played 34 minutes with Ingram out. 14-3-6. That's a good game from Nikhil. 31% shooting. That's bad. A steal and a block is all right. But again, where is this role every night? It's just not going to be there, I don't think. Herbalife Jones. Um, yeah, look, some of the good shooting disappeared. But at least he had two blocks and a steal. Only had nine points with four rebounds, but a steal two blocks pretty good. Still obviously worth a 12-team league spot. And Jose Alvarado only played the 12 minutes with Devontae Graham really stepping it up. Garrett Temple, who they continue to roll out for God knows what reason. He had 14 points in 29 minutes. He should not play at all, yet plays starting roles. And I don't really understand why, but there you go. Good bloke, I guess. And that gets you NBA rotation minutes. The Bulls. Somehow squeak one out against the Thunder. Some really, really bad basketball from the Bulls towards the end of this game. 111-110. Ah, yes. Big Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. He had a revenge game yesterday against the Magic and shit the bed. So I guess we've got to buy into the fact that post-revenge games are a real thing now. 26-15-4, four threes, one steal, three blocks. I'm going to look at everyone with their post-revenge games now and really load up. Big game from Vuce. We got Levine back, and he looked great. 23-7-7, apart from the 32% shooting. Two steals and a block, but good numbers. 30. Apparently, he wasn't going to play his usual load, but ended up with 35 minutes, so that's cool. The Bulls also dicked us around. Hey, Kobe White starting. Uh, I guess not. They changed that so late that even the official box score had White starting. And the game was three minutes in, and White was still listed on the official box score as being a starter. And minutes were racking up for him, even though he wasn't in there. They flipped him out and put Javante Green in there. And Green did what he does. Plays 24 minutes with high energy and not much fantasy stats. He took three shots. He had two steals and a block. That's nice. He's only a very deep league guy. White still played 31 minutes, 9-7-7. and 7. 21% shooting is horrific. But we still don't really know how it's all going to play out because DeRozan was out in this game. There's no ball, no Caruso, but that's a long-term thing. How does it work when there's DeRozan and Levine and then there's Dasunmu and there's White? Who goes to the bench? Because I imagine Green will keep starting. It probably will be White staying on that bench there with Dasunmu, DeRozan, and Levine. Now, as for Ao, he was unbelievable in this game. 24, 5, and 8. This is from a game yesterday where he had zero assists. Thanks, Ao. When I had you in my best bets go over 5.5 assists, he had zero. But 24, 5, and 8, he shot 71% with a block and four threes. That is a sensational line. The two games prior to that, he shot under 40%. His shooting is so all over the shop. He is not or has not been a very good shooter in his career in college. He was an average to below average shooter. And he has some stinking nights. And he has these games where he can't miss. Has he improved? Sure, yeah. To this to this degree, I don't know. He's one of the players that I find the hardest to really place where I view him. Because 24, 5, and 8 is great. And then yesterday's game was terrible. 
despite the big minutes. Now we saw a reduction in minutes with Levine back and he is still a 12-team hold. I'm not sure where it's going to go for Desumnu when you know when these players, when DeRozan's back. Like, How does he touch the ball? Does he go into DeRozan mode and take, not DeRozan, into Javante Green mode when DeRozan's back and take four shots and have you know, six, three, and three or something? That's possible. I don't really know where it goes. They started Troy Brown. He'll definitely move to the bench. 10 points, two threes with a steal and a block. Um, and then Alfonso McKinney still thieving 11 minutes and Matt Thomas played seven. Uh, he'll be back out of the rotation, you would imagine, Tomo, when um, when DeRozan's back. But again, we don't get a full idea of things with DeRozan out here. Uh, hopefully we get him back for the next game to see where it goes. For the Thunder, he was on the sell high list today. Shea Gildas Alexander played 39 minutes, 31, 3 and 10, 3 steals and a block. This further just says sell high. Big steals again, big assists, huge efficiency. You've got to sell him high, I think, after this. 59 fantasy points, 53 from the field, uh, 78 from, 79 from the line on 14 attempts, huge numbers. Robinson Earl was benched in the second half, but still had 12, 3, and 3 with two steals, a block, and four triples. And Lou Dort, nice volume, but horrible field goal percentage. That is the Lou Dort story. 16 and 7 with three threes. Muscala started over Robinson Earl in the second half, had 14 points with four threes. That's totally fine. He's just a deeper league three-point streamer. Well, I think it's a bit of a buy low for Josh Giddy. He's struggling a bit at the moment. No steals or blocks, no threes. Nine, eight, and six is okay, I guess. 36% is rough from the field, and he is struggling somewhat. I think there is a bit of a buy low in Giddy. I wouldn't drop him, and if anyone drops him, I'd add him. While Wiggins started, played 16 minutes, and had five points. He's not even remotely close to a 12-team league guy or a 14-team league guy, or probably, to be fair, even a 16-team league guy. There's too much up and down. There's too much inconsistent performance from him. Which is fine. He's the 55th pick in the draft. There's going to be struggles with him. And Trey Mann struggled as well for four points in 17 minutes. So let's do the last game of the night. The Jazz and the Suns. The Suns win it 115-109 against a half-strength, not even half-strength Jazz team. Good to see the Suns get the win. But yeah, probably shouldn't have been this close. Um, The Jazz were without Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, Gobert and Ingles. Mitchell with a concussion might be at another game. Bogdanovich has got an avulsion fracture in his hand. If you don't know what that is, every single Jazz reporter in the world tweeted out the exact same thing. But I can also tell you because I suffered four of these on my fingers. They're not fun. It's when um, the ligament or muscle or or tendon pulls away because it gets torn and it rips a chunk of your bone off. I had it happen in four of my fingers and, and it hurts. It hurts for a long time. And the only way you can get it to heal is to not bend your finger. So he's got to have his finger in a splint. It's on his left ring finger, so not his shooting hand. So he's going to have a splint on that. He is going to be able to play through it, but it's going to take six weeks to heal. So there might be some games off for Bogdanovich. There might be some wonkiness, but it shouldn't affect his shooting too much. Not that you rely upon him to be a high field goal percentage guy regardless. But yeah, he is going to be dealing with that issue. Because all those guys were out, it's hard to read too much into this. Like, we expect Jordan Clarkson, with everyone out, to take a lot of shots. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. And he did. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 threes. Good stuff. 34 minutes. Good. Sell high. Trent Forrest played 36 minutes. I was big onto him in the uh, DFS pregame show. Happy with that. 16, 17 and 6. But there's nothing that matters here long term. Daniel House played 43 minutes. He had 14 and 7 with 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 4 assists. Cool. Probably doesn't play every night. Jared Butler, I thought was impressive. Four steals in 17 minutes. Means nothing. Hassan Whiteside played 33. 10-9, a steal and a block. If Gobert misses more time, we have Whiteside. Otherwise, we block, we drop him. Rudy Gay, 13-5 and five in 36 minutes. The triangle, Eric Pascal had 14-4 and four in 25 minutes. But it doesn't matter. There is six blokes there who are taking up nearly all of their rotation minutes who didn't play. 
So you really can't take much out of that. And the only maybe Mitchell misses again, maybe Gobert misses, maybe Bogdanovich has some time off. But Ingles, O'Neal, and Conley are back next game. Don't worry about that. For the Suns, they were without Jay Crowder, who has that fracture, uh, not fracture, sprain in his wrist. He's day today. So they started Cam Johnson, played him 38 minutes. 20 points, five threes, three steals. So what this means is that the 20 minutes a night that Johnson was getting as Crowder's backup was not because of his ankle. It's because that's how they view him as a role. So when Crowder, look, we have Johnson for now. And when Crowder returns, don't feel too bad about dropping Johnson. Because if he's going to play 22, 23 a night, he's not going to be a 12-team league player. The amazing season of Bismack Biombo continues. 31 minutes, 16 and 13 on 70%. Like this guy is scoring at a rate that he literally has never done before. He's coming off the bench and scoring in huge numbers and putting up big minutes. As long as DeAndre Ayton is out, and I don't think Ayton's going to be out very much longer, maybe one more game. Yeah, Biombo is a 12-team league guy. And then he probably goes back out of the rotation. McGee started and wasn't terrible. Six and nine with two blocks. That's all right. Devin Booker, 33 and seven, two steals, two blocks. Great all-round game. And Chris Paul continues to be masterful. Chris Paul is a top 10 player over the last two weeks. 27, nine and 14 with four threes. He is actually amazing. At his age, doing what he's doing. Like we write him off every year. Hey, he's killing it. Mikhail Bridges is shit house. So that's not true. He's playing shit house for fantasy. Four points on eight shots is rough, but he had five assists. He had two steals. I would not drop him outside of 12-team points leagues or shallower. 10-team category, it is on the border, and I can understand dropping him there. I probably wouldn't, but I can understand that. Um, but overall, just a, a, a weird sort of game. Uh, oh, actually, campaign out for two weeks with his fractured wrist. Or sorry, with his wrist sprain. Why do I keep saying fractured wrist? Wrist sprain. So Alfred Payton in as the backup. Yeah, that's not really doing anything. They were going with Devin Booker at backup point guard quite a bit. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous line of the night goes to... It goes to Big Nick. It's Vosev. It's Big Vosev. Vosevich. Your waiver wire line of the night is Dwayne Washington Jr. Your young gun is Ayo Desunmu. And your dud is the diseased scrotum, Evan Fournier. Let's go to the top 10 players today. Vooch was at one, followed by Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Ayo Desunmu, Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, Kevin Love, Zach Levine, Devin Booker and Jonas Valanciunas. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Washington, I don't think there's much there for Dwayne. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, don't really want to read into that. Trent Forrest and Jared Butler, great, but no. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, not reading into it. Unless Ingram misses some time, then maybe we stream him in. Um, Jackson Hayes, no. Tory Craig, 14 teams. Dean Wade, 14 to 16. Obi Toppin. I'm surprised my dog's sitting on my lap. He didn't respond to me saying his name. Let me try again. Obi Toppin. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. Does not give a shit. And then O'Shea Brissett at number 10, who put up some nice defensive numbers, but I don't, don't expect 30 minutes a night for him. On to the top 10 in points leagues. Gildas Alexander, Vucevic, Booker, Paul, Levine, Dasunmu, Barrett, Graham, Valanciunas, and Daniel House Jr. That will do it for me today. Only a short one because there's only four games on. So yeah, that's it. We're done. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give me a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.